Question, does anyone else go online, check their balances, and realize their accounts are so much lower than they thought? Freaks me out. <laughs> I can't even deal with it sometimes. I won't. Even, I avoid it, but when I muster the courage to get in there and say, hey, there's got to be a huge mistake. There's got to be $350,000 unaccounted for somewhere. I know <laughs> there's a mistake somewhere. And you go into your accounts and you realize, holy, I have spent all this money. What am I doing with the money that I am spending? Why are my balances so low? Hey, guys, welcome back to another right. episode of We're Neurotic. No, this is to live and buy in Los Angeles. This week, we're going to take you through how the wealthy manage their money and how the most financially savvy real estate agents are distributing their checks. Now, we are not financial advisors, of course, but we would like to take you through what we see yeah. people doing um, and also be transparent with you and show you how far we are along that line personally. Um, so with that, let's dive in. I, I think, well, let's start with breaking down three sort of socioeconomic levels, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the poor, the middle class and the rich, because I think that's an old school mentality of thinking. I think we they're, just did. well, I'm saying I don't <laughs> want to say it, it takes it out. <laughs> It removes it. I think there are there is a lower class mentality. Mm -hmm. There is a middle class mentality sure. and there is a wealthy mentality. Yeah. Not to be confused with rich. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. So a lower class mentality generally makes a huge check and they do what? Spend it on golf clubs. The middle class mentality makes a big check. They save it. Probably in some, you know, non-interest bearing account yeah. gives them nothing in return, mm -hmm. but they're risk adverse and they save the money, do nothing with it. They're worried. The wealthy yeah. get a big check. They reinvest it mm -hmm. in their businesses and in themselves. And we want to take you on a journey uh, a, and we want to take you down a road to get to that level of wealth, that thought process to make a big check and disperse it differently. This just changed. Are you selling a product on this? It just sounds like you're going to do a like get rich. <laughs> We're okay. bottling this. All right. So there's been a lot of research on this. 5% of the planet has created generational wealth. Okay. And look, we're not talking about the top 1%. For example, let's say someone has a $5 million net worth. They end up over time paying off their home. They accumulate other assets and then they pass it down to an entitled Miles and Adler Goldsmith. This is a complete example. I hope um, so. <laughs> but yeah, they're effectively, they are transferring their wealth to their next generation. After that is 15%. This is the middle class, right? They've got a house, a little bit of savings. They go on vacations. They're comfortable. It's fine. But then where do you think the 80% sits? Oh, those guys are probably making 20, 30 mil. Those are the clients I want to go after. Okay. Is that what you're referring that to? That is not where the 80% is. Okay. They either have to work when they're older or depend on family or the government to subsidize their lifestyle. I, I, I take us down the road of avoiding that path, please. OK, so let's move on here to what we know, at least in our space, to what 80 percent of what real estate agents do. This is what the average agent does, right? They they get a check and then they 
put it into their personal account. By the way, I was doing this for years. What, drawing this? <laughs> no, it's I would like, never be able to match this drawing. Uh, I was making money. Mm-hmm. I would get a check. I would put it in a savings account, a checking account. I would mm-hmm. just be spending it. I didn't know what I was doing. But also, too, I think in the beginning of your career or anyone that's in an entrepreneurial path, that's real. The checks are seldom. So you're kind of like, well, in our business, they couldn't, they can be, I was just excited to make money yeah, and then and spend it. She, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I think as you get older and also you take on more, um, more responsibilities, family, home, et cetera, your perspective changes a bit, but yes, most people are taking a check and putting in their personal account. And I think what's important to understand here is like, this is not someone who is, um, is incorporated, right? Not, they are not in corp. Wow. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they're not drugs. incorporated. Incorporated, right? So the question is really is like when does it when should an agent actually incorporate? I mean, I again, we're not here to give tax advice. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from personal experience that after I graduated from this phase mm-hmm. and realized, hey, look, it's not just about personal expenses. Mm-hmm. There's life that you've got to live and reinvest. I incorporated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about making a certain amount of money when you reach a certain level. An accountant will tell you now is a good time to yes. incorporate. Uh, but that sort of changed the dynamic of my thinking mm-hmm. when I incorporated. And and I think that's important. In, yeah, I think if you were to ask anyone like in lay terms, why do they incorporate? I think the quick answer is tax shelter. Sure. Right. Well, so, it's a big part of this whole conversation. OK, so before we transition from this, just out of curiosity for everyone at home, are you incorporated? I indeed am incorporated. OK, and so am I. So really important to kind of figure this out. But if I don't know, I feel like I Googled this and maybe don't hold me to this, but I feel like once you get out and above the 20 percent tax bracket, I think that's when accountants tell you, I can't remember exactly, but that's what my mind is telling me. Because the thing is, is like when you incorporate, there are forms that need to be filed annually as well as quarterly. And um, I think that's when it starts to make the most sense. Otherwise, the taxes that you get are this are equivalent to self-employment tax. Well, why do you think incorporating is so much more important than just putting money in a personal account? Um, because when you incorporate, you're not subject to a self-employment tax, which is very high. And also, um, there are benefits and tax deductions that come along with being incorporated that you can attribute as business expenses. Yeah, agreed. So I think it's it's number one. It's ta- the tax benefits are much greater. Mm-hmm. Number two, again, like for me, my mentality changed mm-hmm. from this to our next slide, okay, let's where do I it. was actually starting to think about diversifying and investing in other places rather than just I'll make money and whatever happens with it happens. Exactly. Okay, so this is. I believe this is what um, 15% of what real estate agents are doing, right? So they get checks, right? We've graduated from check to checks. Oh, right. That one letter difference. Yes. And now, so now we've incorporated. So we have a business checking account and then things are distributed. So like, why don't we, why don't we make this easy math for everyone? Okay. So let's just say we get a a $10,000 Check. Let's go thirdsies. Ten thousand dollar check, right? Okay, so fine. Thirdsies. Where do you? Where do you? Like, what are you putting into the tax account? Right away, I'm putting at least a third. Okay, so thirty three hundred goes to the tax account. By the way, if you are making money and you are putting it into an account and not removing taxes as a self proprietor, independent contractor, it's like it's deadly. You're getting. You're gonna feel some pain. 
You're gonna feel some real pain. You're not getting money back. Outside when the accountants like finish the taxes and they're like, oh, and you owe six figures or whatever it is to the government. Whatever it is, it's a lot. It's pain. I can't tell you how many people, agents are doing that still. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it's you definitely it's so much easier at the end of the year. I mean, look, it's never easy making the transfer, but it's much easier at the end of the year. Just there. Take it out right off the bat. Okay, so now we go to business expenses, right? Like marketing, advertising. Let's say you want a little bit of a kitty in place for if you're going to contribute to staging or whatever it may be. You put another third, right? Thirty three hundred. By the way, for those of you that are starting to have staff. Or people on, you know, like uh, different, like your videographer, whatever it is, it comes out of this too. And I think a good pro tip while we're on it is you really don't want your marketing expenses to exceed 10% of your revenue, your gross revenue every year. So for those of you who are starting to really think about a budget, that's a good place to start. It's a good, And for those of you that aren't spending that much, you probably may want to consider doing that. Either way, it's a third into business development. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, we have 3400 for the home account. Right? Which you can have. You, there's no order. Go first there. If you want. <laughs> Definitely go first here and then go next here and then go third. So the home here. account is what? Just like your home expenses, anything personal. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay and your, your profit, your bills. Yeah. Okay. Profit and bills. Okay. So now we're going to move into... The top 5%, the 5% where we all aspire to be. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, by the way, I'm not, I'm not completely in this. I've got some pieces of this. I think we all have pieces of it, but let's get more of this together. Okay. So maybe like take a second here, breathe it in, drink it in, maybe take a screenshot here, send it to your accountant, say, this is what I want to do. But really quick, I'm going to make it easy for everyone. Yeah. It's not that difficult. It's the same kind of idea. I'm just going to draw a line to there. So now it went right to your, my my Pippic. Yeah. Uh, So, so basically (laughs) same, like a line to my penis, (laughs) (laughs) same (laughs) setup, same setup, right? It's just this piece changes, right? So we have. You're still going right to your tax account. Yep, third of it here. You're still putting a third into business And expensive. remember, it's first going into that business account, right? It has to. The check's written to the corporation. I think what's really important here, right, is this. This is like the investment account. It kind of becomes like the financial hub. Yeah. So you get your third out of here and then you start moving it around. And it's a mentality change is Mm -hmm. all it is, because you still have these home expenses that may come first. You've got education for your children. You've got food on the table. You've got clothes. You've got Mm -hmm. water and power to pay for. You've got hopefully a mortgage and not rent. Exactly. So but like car expenses, insurance, like this is a big deal for people that are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When I'm putting money in business expenses, I got to live first. Yeah. And then like you just said education. So like maybe we're setting aside here for the college account, right? Which I do. And then like, let's say you take 5% out of every one of your checks and put it into the real estate account. And then maybe in a few years, you've got a couple hundred thousand. You you get into a fund where you're buying multifamily with a friend or or on your own. Um, maybe you want to put money into the stock market. Obviously, you have retirement accounts. I mean, for me, every year, my account will always turn to me and they'll say, look, you can spend like 30000 in added tax or we can put 14000 into your retirement account to take that off the top. I mean, it's always an easy choice for me. 
Oh, wait. Yes, that's right. It's it's more money into the retirement yeah. for less uh, tax uh, liability. Oh, this is a huge investment here that I max out every year. You have to. Because of the tax benefits. And then also like the cash account. Maybe this is the fun account. Like this is where the golf clubs come out of things that are completely disposable to you without like you feeling any pressure. So and I think also like we put down here based on budget at this point, like you were saying before, like you're not putting a third of your checks every month to your business expenses. That's correct. I'm putting a third to tax every month, no matter what. I'm putting a third in my investment account, no matter what, which goes to home expenses first and foremost. And then whatever I can will go to all of these other accounts because I want to build. I want my money to make money for me. Sure. But also now you and I being here, unlike probably the agent on the last page, likely you we have employees. So like salaries coming out of this. So what ends up happening is as we we start to build out the business, the business expenses start to need to be budgeted. You, you're not just going to dump a third in every month. You're going to be a little bit more scientific for it. So I think like the overall lesson here, right, is that as we make more, it's important to A, have tax shelter and B, be budgeted in a way that not only supports the business, but also supports our diversification goals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it goes pretty deep for most people. It's for me, it was a cycle to break from the way I was raised. Okay. Mm. Like I was raised in a way of like, we're saving money rather than reinvesting Mm -hmm. the money. And I had to break that mentality, that cycle, that blueprint that's created in my brain. I have to rewire that blueprint. Mm. I'm still working on rewiring that blueprint, but I am actively doing it. And that changes. The first thing was from personal to corporate. Mm -hmm. Incorporating makes that helps to rewire that brain. So even if you're not there yet, and I'm not even 100% there Mm -hmm. yet, but continuing to work towards that, you will develop a mentality of not just making money, but the money you make is now going to make you money. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest psychological change because you're not going to get rich from selling real estate. You're going to get wealthy from investing properly. Mm. Well said. Well said. Yeah, I mean, they're listening to me more than you. They they think they're taking in, uh, real estate advice from a calypso singer at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> try, try the veal. You look away. Stand back. You look like you're playing a banjo at the you know entrance to Splash Mountain at Disneyland. We we had such like a really wonderful and supportive episode and this is it's brewing inside of him. He has to get it out. Um, So, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this summary. It's um, I I think the kind of parting advice here is what you were saying was like you can you can work your way there. This should not make you feel a certain way that you haven't had it yet. It's like, for example, there's pieces in here that I have. There's pieces that I don't have yet. And it's about as you acquire more money over time and more assets, you're able to then start distributing funds to other places. So, yeah, um, these are great tips. I think that we should. Guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of To Live and Buy in Los Angeles. I'm at Ben Bellack. This is at Zach Goldsmith 24. He did do some peyote before this episode. Uh, We'll see you (laughs) next week. Super bien.